0: Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I think it's going to be an exhilarating
1: conversation. Really looking forward to it. Uh, We'll take a momentary pause here. Every day, your business's data holdings grow in complexity and risk. With customer privacy and protection as a top priority, you need to know and trust your data in order to maximize its potential and manage your exposure. Solving this problem with multiple, unintegrated solutions only adds to the system's complexity. You need a central, automated platform to manage all your company's data risk, compliance, governance, and quality issues. Transforming your data from a potential liability into a valued, trusted asset that will enable you to grow your business with confidence. Introducing Data Sentinel, an all-in-one sensitive data management platform that illuminates the true nature of your organization's data natively integrating with all your sources and systems, monitoring, measuring, and remediating to ensure compliance with company policies and evolving data privacy regulations. Protect your business and your customers. Be confident your data is high quality, well-governed, and compliant. Data Sentinel, trust your data.
0: Manfred, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? We are fantastic, and we're so excited to have you on the show we've never had anyone from Nando on the show. So there's like a big moment for us. So we're super excited to have you on. Um, but, uh, I won't gush too much at the least early on here, but I thought maybe we could start with your career narrative. Tell us, tell our viewers, tell our listeners a little bit more about the awesome Manfred.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so let's start at the beginning and I'll go fast because this is to take a while. I've been, I've been in business for quite some time. So, um, so it could take a while, as I said, So born and raised in Germany, started working for a German company that was founded in the 16th century and had business processes from that time. And I worked in their IT department and it provided some very good examples as to how not to do some things, uh, then started working for Compaq computers um, in Munich, transferred with Compaq to Houston, Texas, to the Latin American headquarters worked there for nine years in various IT leadership positions um, in uh, supply chain, e-commerce came up kind of at that time. That tells you how long ago that was. Um, Then Compaq and HP merged in 2002. That's how I joined HP. The various other parts of IT, including strategy and planning for offshore delivery and support, and then decided that the next almost after almost twenty years at Compaq and HP, the next two decades I will want to spend differently um, at a smaller company, and I joined Sierra Wireless in uh, Vancouver, and uh, it's a fantastic company and uh, very very different from HP in terms of size. So Sierra Wireless at that time had about fifteen hundred people, uh, about six hundred something million in annual revenue, so a small mid-sized company, uh, I would say, and uh, ran their IT department globally for 11 years until 2021. And that's when I started my job
3: at NATO. So that brings us, Manfred, to the present day and your two, your dual roles at uh, NATO of the CIO and the CISO. Tell us how you balance those two roles.
2: That's a great question. If anyone can tell me how to best balance it,
3: I'm feedback. <laughs> How are you managing?
2: How am I managing it? Um, well, it is uh, ten eighteen at night, and I'm still in the office. Uh, that's kind of like one sign of that. But um, but uh, so it's obviously it's it's a constant struggle, and I think anyone who works in IT and who works in cyber security will have those situations, right? Because the world really never stops. The nice thing about just in quotes, just being a CIO is that um occasionally there there, there are downtimes and kind of the you know the work stops on the cyber uh cybersecurity side. That's really not the case. So that's that's what makes it really, really challenging to integrate. And the way to do it is to have a really, really strong team. And I'm very fortunate to have the best team that I can hope for. And then at the same time, just be really good as to how you manage your time um what is it that you need to personally look after what is it that other people should be looking after um but it really is the getting the best possible talent that would be my advice for everyone and then um and then really deciding where where do you want to uh, sink your teeth in and where do you want to what do you want to stay away from
3: right be selective again uh manfred present day when you're looking at the context of of nato and cybersecurity in nato with the political and the military aspects, what are some of maybe the lessons that you have learned and are learning that can be applied to the private sector?
2: When I read through the agenda of the VIPS um, conference, I noticed that all most of the topics that are on there, we are dealing with as well, right? So it, it, it whether it's artificial intelligence, zero trust, data-centric security, um, there's a threat hunting topic on there. There is um, uh, there's quantum resistant uh, uh, cryptography on there. I mean, we're all dealing with the same topics and we're dealing with them differently. I think a smaller private sector company um, will be different from a crown corporation, will be different from a larger public sector company or government, or even like cross- country international government like NATO with our 31, soon to be 32 member nations. I think what I'm looking forward to um, in the conference as well is learning how each segment of type of organization and company is dealing with those challenges, and that's how we can learn from each other. So I think at NATO, we definitely have a particular viewpoint on the type of threats that we face. So these are typically not you know the the standard uh ransomware attacks that you would see um all over for us it really is uh state uh, state sponsored espionage it is uh large state uh, threat actors it is um, activists wanting to deface the website so there's a lot of there's these type of things including um distributed denial of service attacks ddos lots of kind of Threads that are coming from this way. So, um, so, we have a kind of a unique threat picture that we can provide insight on for organizations that might be struggling with the same type of issues. Uh, we're also very, very large as an organization, as you can imagine. So, that also provides a certain viewpoint. And we are very decentralized um, that I'm sure a lot of organizations can can identify as well. So we're, we're spread across the globe and um, and also organizationally quite decentralized. So how do you how do you make a federated model work effectively? That could be one of the lessons or one of the glimpses I think that I can provide in how we do things at NATO.
0: Awesome. Um, this has been so interesting so far. We're just going to pause uh, briefly for a commercial break here and we'll uh, right back.
3: Every day, organizations face the threat of cyber attacks that target privileged accounts. In fact, a staggering 74% of data breaches start with compromised privileged accounts and credentials. Is your organization prepared to defend against these attacks? What if an attacker obtains access to one of your privileged accounts? What if a new admin mistakenly changes the configuration of a server, exposing sensitive information? How do you prove to auditors that all privileged activity in your organization is legitimate and under control? NetRix Privilege Secure is the answer. This complete solution empowers you to slash the risks associated with privileged accounts. You can gain insight into your attack surface by identifying all always-on privileged accounts across your organization, including local admins, service accounts, and scheduled tasks. Replace risky, always-on privileges with just-in-time temporary accounts that have just enough access for the task at hand and that are automatically deleted afterward. Prevent breaches and ensure accountability by closely monitoring all privileged activity for suspicious behavior. Prove compliance with strict regulatory requirements with a tamper-proof audit trail of every session. Enforce force leased privilege by empowering data owners to regularly review access rights to their content and remove any excessive privileges. Don't delay, visit netrix.com PAM today to lock down your privileged accounts before they're compromised.
4: All data is not created equal. You require a depth and breadth of information on technology assets that increases your credibility maximizes your effectiveness, and differentiates your service offering. You need to know what's there. Since 2004, Landsweeper has been the world's leading platform for IT, OT, and IoT discovery and inventory. By leveraging multiple proprietary scanning engines, from credential-free device recognition to agent-based discovery and everything in between, Landsweeper allows you to find both known and unknown assets connecting to your customer's network. The data available in Landsweeper's platform allows you to respond to a wide variety of use cases and is completely extensible through data export, our open API, or an OEM model that allows you to leverage our scanning capabilities within your own proprietary solution. When you partner with Landsweeper, the potential is endless.
0: And we're back to continue this amazing conversation. I know it's uh, late in your night, and we appreciate you um uh, talking with us uh, so late at night, but like you said, you were already in the office, so I guess that's okay <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, i uh, w- wondering um for me you know when we you're talking about um you know especially an organization like NATO, which just spans so many areas of of the globe um how important are communication skills you know, especially when we think about a field like security or i t where often we think about the the technical acumen or the technical problems we have to solve. Mm-hmm. How important is it to uh, be able to have strong communication skills, especially with the you know non-technical people, in order to afford uh, these conversations?
2: Very important. So um, a lot of the way how NATO is structured when it comes to governance, so we're, we're governed by nations, as as you may uh, can you imagine, and. Um, And that happens through various committees. And so we've got, you know, when it comes to like budget, asking for money for specific cybersecurity things, uh, there was one committee, we've got kind of a technical committee, we've got a cybersecurity policy committee. So these are staffed by nations. Um, All 31 sit on each one of the committees. And um, their core expertise really is Finances, or cybersecurity policy, or 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 foreign policy, or, or those type of things. So it's 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 hard. Uh, it's vital, I think, to um, speak a non-technical language with um, with a whole number of people, right? Because by the time you you count together the three committees that I just mentioned, and there's 31 on each one of them, you've got over 90 people um, that are non-technical in nature, I would say, but that are specialists in their own field. So it is very important to find a language that is understandable by a lot of different people. And I think that is no different um, for many of the organizations that the conference participants are working for, because it's um, uh, you would have to convince a board, you would have to convince a CFO, you would have to convince Um, a governance body, an IT steering committee, a cybersecurity steering committee, whatever it is, that it is worth to spend money on XYZ effort. And you can really only do that when you convince people and when you speak a language that is convincing to them.
0: That's amazing. Um, that brings us to our, our final uh, question for you. Um, you know, w- with the upcoming Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit, VIPS, uh, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners and viewers, give us a little teaser about your upcoming keynote and also why you're looking forward to uh, to coming back to Vancouver.
2: I'd like to talk about some of the, some of the topics that I mentioned before. So it will be zero trust, data-centric security, artificial intelligence, what we do with that. Uh, we do some interesting things on... Uh, Threat analysis uh, with artificial um, intelligence, uh, as well as uh, triangulation through various activities that are happening on the network. So, I'd like to talk about AI, um, uh, zero trust, data-centric security. Um, I believe that my uh, session is about thirty minutes. I think those will be three nice, nice, good things. What I'm looking forward to, um, uh, as far as connecting and and going back to Vancouver, um, so I lived in Vancouver when I worked for Sierra Wireless for 11 years. I I think it's a fantastic city. I'm always excited when I get to go there. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting with a lot of people who I had the pleasure of interacting with uh, while I was uh, part of the CIO community there in Vancouver, and so it has a... um, professional um hole to be at the at the vips conference but then also at the same time it has a it has a, a private pool right I'm, I'm very excited to be reconnecting with a lot of people and uh being in beautiful vancouver
0: well we look forward to seeing you in the uh, in person there and uh thank you so much for joining us on the cyber security matters podcast today that was an absolutely amazing awesome. conversation thank you so much you're very welcome awesome. bye-bye thank you Christian and i will be right back to wrap up today's episode Join us at the 26th annual Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit. Embark on a transformative intellectual journey on guarding privacy, fortifying security, and navigating the AI frontier, where visionaries, experts, and innovators convene to dissect the intricate intersection of cutting-edge artificial intelligence and the critical imperatives of preserving privacy and enhancing security. Through riveting keynote sessions, interactive workshops, and collaborative panels, this event promises to unravel the complexities, challenges, and opportunities that define our digital age. A special promo code, CyberSC15. Brilliant conversation. Um, that was so cool to have someone from NATO on the show today. That's just an amazing conversation. Yeah, he came in highly endorsed, didn't he? <laughs> uh,
3: what I'm thinking about is I'm looking forward to Manfred's talk. So the three
0: areas that he talked about, zero trust, uh, AI, and data-centric security yeah uh the thing i thought was really interesting you know was you especially with something like you know, NATO. Is there's so many different voices at the table there for so for someone at uh, the cio and cso hat to be able to navigate that um i thought it was really interesting what, what he was laying out there so uh, thank you to the good doctor for joining us on the on the podcast today and uh special thank you um to each and every one of you who joined us who joins us each and every week if you want to see um, dr manfred speaking in person at the upcoming vancouver international privacy and security summit uh, do use the cyber SC 15 promo code, um, uh, when registering and you'll get 10% off registration. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe. And we'll see you again next time on the cybersecurity matters podcast.